So I get to today. I said today was was the verse, was the quote that I was putting this on. You know, as a pastor, you have an idea, and it's a great idea, so you start going. And have you ever been wrong in life? Have you ever assumed something was in the Bible that wasn't in the Bible? Well, that was me today. So I've been in enough uh, uh, passion plays. I've done enough human videos, you know. I, I, I've done enough things to, to know with certainty this was a quote in Scripture. And I will tell you, I had a panic moment as a pastor this week. I mean, I looked all the other ones up. I made sure they were all in Scripture. This one I knew. And so I got out the Bible and I started in Mark because that's where we've been. It wasn't there. So I went to Matthew, I went to Luke, and I said, well, it's got to be in John. And the quote that we're going to talk about today, just, just so no one corrects me, I understand these three words aren't in the Bible explicitly. But I hope that I can convince you we can infer them from the story. So enough of, of my comments, but uh, we're going to go to the, the verse in Mark chapter 15. It says, what shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? So after the religious trial, we have a, a, a government trial or a, a political trial with Jesus where he's before Pilate. And this is what's happening. He says, what shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them, crucify him, they shouted. Why? What crime has he committed? Asked Pilate, but they shouted all the louder, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Now I want to pause on that because we read this. He had Jesus flogged. And sometimes I don't think we fully comprehend what is communicated in these verses. Now I'm not to my quote yet, but there was an early church historian. His name was Eusebius, and he was describing what it means to be flogged. Not just talking about Jesus, but in a general sense. What happened in floggings? And he said, this is a quote, For they say that the bystanders were struck with amazement when they saw them lacerated with scourges even, in, even to the innermost veins and arteries, so that the hidden inward parts of the body, both their bowels and their members, were exposed to view. I mean, there's a lot that that verse is saying. He had Jesus fall. So that's what happens before, if we continue... The soldiers then, they led Jesus away to the palace, that is the praetorium. And they called together a whole company of soldiers. They put a purple robe on him, and they twisted together a crown of thorns and set on him. And they began to call out to him, Hail, King of the Jews. Again, they struck him on the head with the staff, and they spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. And when they mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put on his own clothes. Then they led him out to crucify him. Now, I wanted to go through all that to get to verse 21. A certain man from Cyrene, Simon, the father of Alexander and Rufus, was passing by on his way from the country, and they forced him to carry the cross. All that story, everything that happened with Jesus. He's gotten to a place after the trial where he's now forced to carry his cross, the cross in which he's going to be crucified on to, to, the, to the Golgotha, the place where he would be killed. And his body is physically exhausted. I mean, if they flogged him, they beat him, they put a crown of thorns on his head. And so, uh, in my Catholic background, again, this is, uh, if you have a background like mine, you assume it says in the Bible that Jesus fell three times and, and all these things. We don't necessarily read that in Scripture that there were three falls. I mean, that's an interpretation anyway. 
Um, but the reality was Jesus had to be physically exhausted in this moment. And in the midst of physical exhaustion, as Jesus is carrying his cross, suddenly there is someone who is identified to carry the cross for Jesus Christ. That someone is Siren, and it says in that verse that he's from Siren. Simon, sorry, not Siren. We believe Simon from Cyrene. It says that's who he is. Now, what does that tell us? Because I think it's important to recognize who he is. When it says he was from Cyrene, that means he was from North Africa. He was not a, a, a local that was watching what was going on. He was likely there because of the Passover. He was traveling to celebrate the Passover. So he was probably wearing his good clothes, and he's in the middle of this moment. I remember as a kid, I, I, I'd read the story, and I'd hear about Simon, and I, I had this picture of this big, strong guy like that just saw what was going on, and he was so upset, and he stand up, and he's going to grab that cross because Jesus has fallen down three times, and, and he, he's broken because he's looking at him. But the reality of Scripture says that what? The soldiers did what? Forced or another translation will be compelled. See, Simon wasn't ready to be a part of this story. I don't believe that Simon was prepared for the role that he was supposed to play. He wasn't wearing the right clothes. He didn't stretch before his workout. He wasn't ready for this moment. Yet, a foreigner, one who was just passing by, was chosen by God. And it's amazing because we hear his name in Scripture. God chose him. God used him in this moment. And a soldier looked at him. And the quote that I had. And said, carry the cross. Carry the cross. The, the commission, the word, the challenge before Simon was to absolutely carry the cross of Jesus Christ. He was forced to carry the cross. Why? Because the burden required it. Simon was forced to be a part of this story because Jesus needed someone to assist him in carrying the cross. At the top of my life, I remember the Ray Bolt song, The Hammer. And there's this line in that song where he goes, You! You can't. It was like a human video of 101. Like he just did that. There's this great scene. Carry his cross. You know, that's the picture I have. It's a someone looked at Simon and said, You, you carry his cross. But as a pastor, as I read this year, as I was thinking about this story in this season, the question that resonated with me is God still speaking to me as the soldiers spoke to Simon. You carry the cross. You carry 
his cross. And we think, well, wait, the work of the cross was accomplished. We think, well, wait, the burden of the cross, it was done. And we're going to talk about the resurrection next week. Jesus raised from the dead. But I truly believe that we are supposed to continue to carry the burden of the cross. Ephesians chapter 4, it describes you and I as this. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we in all things grow up into Christ himself, who is the head. Christ is what? What bears the burden? From him the whole body is fitted together by every supporting ligament, grows it and builds itself up in love through the work of each individual part. I believe, and I'm proposing this morning, that the reason, one of the reasons that we see Simon, this outsider, this one who shouldn't have been a part of the story, chosen to be a part of the story, is because God needs us to recognize that we still play a part in carrying the burden of the cross. That we still partner with Jesus Christ in what was being accomplished through his crucifixion and resurrection. And that by you and I, he's speaking to us. Why? Because we're the hands and feet of God, right? We sing that song. Maybe your hands and your feet go where you want me. We're the body of Christ. We are what truly bears the burden. I don't pick much stuff up with my head. And when I do, I promise it's not load-bearing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to have to hold something there and scream for my life. But my head isn't, isn't the object of burden. I believe that God has described us as the body of Christ because we too carry the burden of the cross. We have a part to play in this story. We have a part to play in the passion. I mean, think of that. You've got a scene in Mel Gibson's movie today. I, as a kid, I, I thought Simon was his hero. And what God's been speaking to me is like, you get to be Simon and carry the cross. Mark chapter 8, it says, Then he called the crowd, uh, called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever there loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. I share that. I want us to recognize that we are called to carry the burden of the cross. I believe a purpose that God has for your life. I don't believe it's just for a pastor. I don't just believe it was for Simon. But I believe it's for the body of Christ that we help carry the physical burden of the cross. So what is that burden? Right? I mean, obviously for Jesus, we talked about he was he was beaten, he was tired physically, but there is a spiritual burden of that cross. There is a spiritual weight to what Jesus was carrying. It says in 1 Peter chapter 2, he himself bore our sins. In his body on the cross, so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness, because by his wounds you are healed. The burden of the cross is absolutely the burden of sin. 
The weight of sin was placed upon Jesus Christ. He's carrying the burden of sin. Maybe, just maybe, I need to carry the burden of sin. Maybe I need to recognize that the price, that the cross, had to be accomplished so that others could recognize the forgiveness of their sin. You know, the weight of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. There are some that are still weighted by death because they haven't experienced the freedom of the cross, and someone needs to carry that burden to them. Maybe, maybe I get to be Simon by carrying the cross where it needs to go so the purpose of God can be fully accomplished. Maybe God needs you to carry the cross to someone who's overwhelmed by the burden of sin. Maybe he needs you to carry the cross to someone who, who, is, who is condemned, who is destined to die. This isn't just pastor talk. This is the word of God. It's truth. Apart from the cross, we don't have life. That was the sacrifice that was given so that we could live in forgiveness. And there are people who haven't experienced the cross. Maybe, just maybe, God is saying to you, you carry the cross. Because someone needs forgiveness from sin. Colossians chapter 2 says, When you were dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. What has he taken away? He forgave us our sins, canceled the charge of indebtedness. And having disarmed the power and authorities, he made public a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them by the cross. I'll tell you, we help carry the burden of the cross. We help carry the burden of the cross because of, of the burden of sin. We help carry the burden of the cross because there's a burden for redemption. Christ He has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it's written, cursed is everyone who is hung on a pole. There's a price of redemption. God wants to redeem others. You're carrying that cost. He's given that tool to you. Like seriously, like let's just say your neighbor was burdened by the, the weight of their mortgage. And someone could redeem their mortgage. And, and someone else had called you up and they said, Kathy, I'm going to give you $45,000 to put on your neighbor's house. How does your neighbor's mortgage get redeemed? You got to do something. We're the hands and the feet. We're the body of Christ. We carry that burden to see the fullness of its purpose accomplished. Can you paint it out or rag or something? It's getting to be summer. It's like 60 degrees outside. I'm going to start sweating. <laughs> right, Brad? Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> 
is someone who needs redemption. I wonder if there's someone in your life that needs to be redeemed. That was the burden that Jesus was carrying as he carried that cross. I hope that you experience that burden today. I hope that the weight of redemption, that the weight of forgiveness, that the weight of the gospel of Jesus Christ compels you. It forces you to carry the cross. Because the cross, it brings forgiveness of sin. It brings about redemption. But the cross also accomplished unity within the body of Christ. In Ephesians, we see Ephesians chapter 3. It says, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He made himself our peace, who has made made the two groups one. And has destroyed the barrier, dividing the wall of hostility. Now, do we know what two groups he's talking about? I know I just jumped to a completely different place. So, so Paul's talking about what's being accomplished through the cross here. He made two groups one. That was the Jews and the Gentiles. That's who Paul's talking to. You two think you have to function separately. You've been trying to do this and that, but God brought you together. He brought you in peace. The burden of the cross is absolutely unity. That none would perish, but that all would have everlasting life. That this wouldn't be an exclusionary thing. That we wouldn't give it more to one than we do to others. But the reality that this is for all. If that's not something that can bring us together, I don't know what will. If we can't unify under the purpose of loving God, loving people, and making an impact in our world, I don't know how we move forward. He himself is our peace. Who made the two groups one and destroyed the barrier by dividing the wall of hostility, by setting aside the flesh in his flesh, the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace. And in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, which he put to death, by which he put to death their hostility. I'm not talking about like this utopian peace, like we all get along and we sing Gumaya together. But the heart of God is that we would be unified in purpose. That he would bring us together. There's something that we can stand together on. And it's founded on the cross of Jesus Christ. It's the purpose that causes me to know that we can be reconciled. What does that mean? That where our differences separate us, that we can come together. Why? Because of the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I could go on and on about the burdens of the cross. I want to tell you that there's people who need to know the love that was demonstrated through the cross of Jesus Christ. There are those that need to understand righteousness that comes apart from their actions, but simply because of what happened through the cross of Jesus Christ. There are those who need to know peace, the peace of God that transcends understanding. That's wholeness, that's completeness that can only come through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ that paid for the sin in my life and the sin in their life. There's no way to be made whole apart from the cross. Jesus had a major physical burden as he was carrying the cross 
But I promise you, he had major spiritual burdens as he was carrying that cross. Simon, in this story, he comes along in a very physical way, and you say, man, what a part to play. He led him to the cross. Like, he played a part so that God's purpose could be accomplished. Simon wasn't special in being chosen in this moment. He was there. He wasn't qualified. He wasn't, he wasn't whatever. He was simply there to be a part of that story to be brought to completion. What was accomplished through the crucifixion of Jesus Christ needs to be carried to others to be brought to completion in their life. It's not complete until we receive what was accomplished. It's not complete until we know what was done through that cross. And I believe that God is speaking to us. I know as a pastor, he's stirring in me the reality that I have a part to play in this story. I have a part to play in the crucifixion, the passion of Christ. You have a part in, in the passion story of Christ. And it's simply to carry the cross where the cross needs to be carried. It's calling you to be one that would be willing to share to those who need forgiveness, who need redemption, who need peace, who need love. Never find it apart from the cross of Jesus Christ. We'll never experience it except for through the one that said, I have the way, the truth, and the life. And we're called to carry his cross. Paul writes in Galatians, I've been crucified. With Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He, he played a part. I've been crucified with Christ. We carry the cross of Christ in our lives. Yet, too many times, we just haven't picked up the cross. Too many times, we've been told, You carry the cross, and, and we haven't picked it up. I mean, Simon, what did he do? I mean, I guess he was forced in the trap. Do you want to be surrounded by a bunch of soldiers that tell you to pick up the cross? God has given us the call. He's spoken his purpose in our lives. He's cried out to us, carry the cross. Man, it's heavy. I'm impressed for this. I got my church clothes on. There's blood on that cross. I can't get this shirt. You know how much this shirt costs? I can't dry clean. There ain't dry clean around here for like 50 miles. I'm a foreigner. My back hurts. He's stronger. Look at Levi, big strong guy. High school kids, we need to carry the cross. I'll cheer it on. 
speaking to you to carry his cross. And I want to tell you today, I believe that we need to carry his cross to others, but I need to carry the cross to myself sometimes. Yeah, I need peace sometimes. I, I need forgiveness sometimes. I need to be redeemed at times. I need the peace of God that transcends understanding at times. I need the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to resonate in my life. The love of God to be known. And the cross is just something over there. And I'm walking around alone. And I'm walking around tired. And I'm walking around wondering what it's going to be. It's simply because I haven't picked up the cross. And I'm not carrying the cross of Jesus Christ with me. I'm not carrying it for myself. And I'm not carrying it for others. Why? Because maybe I just don't think it's important enough. Why? Because maybe I wasn't qualified to be a part of this story. Why? Because maybe it's not the right moment or the right time. But I want to tell you, church, God, save me today. Carry the cross. Simon, you may not feel worthy, carry the cross of Jesus Christ. Someone in this room may have never picked up that cross, which is what accomplished the forgiveness of your sin, which is what accomplished the power of your hope of, of an eternal life with Jesus Christ. Today is the day that God is speaking to you. Carry the cross. I want to say the story can't be complete unless you pick up the cross. This story won't be finished unless you carry the cross or he needs you to carry the cross. If you're not the body of Christ, the cross won't get carried. Take up the cross that God has for you to carry this day. You guys can come forward. I'm going to preach. Apologize if I offended anyone this morning by throwing a cross across the room. It wasn't in my notes, it just happened. I'm a former kids pastor. And I know sometimes I need a, a reminder of the cross. And so this morning I got crosses here. I just don't. Try not to twist your ankle. There's a lot of crosses that need to be carried. And the reason why I'm doing this is it's a, it's a silly illustration of a profound truth. And there's crosses that sometimes if I just if I just carry it, I'll tell you what, Simon knew why he was carrying that cross. And he didn't forget why he was carrying that cross when it was on his back. When he could feel it touching his body, he knew why he was carrying the cross. And so I bought these crosses, not just to look cool or make a mess in church on Sunday morning, but that you could pick up a cross and you could maybe put it in your pocket or put it on your wall so that you can remember that this day God has called me to carry the cross. So that maybe in a moment you'll be with in a conversation with someone who you can tell they need to experience the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you're wondering what to do and you reach in your pocket and you feel this cross and you say, no, I know, I've got the answer. I'm supposed to carry the cross 
to you, maybe in your life, when you're struggling, or when things are challenging, or you're wrestling with, with what's being said or, or determined around you, you reach in your pocket, or you look on your mantle, and you see the cross of Jesus Christ, and you remember that He said, carry my cross. And you're bringing to completion the passion of Christ. You're bringing to fulfillment what was started 2,000 years ago by the great I Am. The author and the finisher. The one who wrote your part in this story. I'm going to pray and I'm going to open the altars and I'm going to encourage you. Father, this morning we thank you for this word. God, I thank you for the example of Simon. Thank you for the quote to carry the cross. And I pray, God, that we would be compelled. Compelled not by the the, the yells of man, but by the love of Christ. Compelled not by an illustration by a pastor, but the leading of the Holy Spirit that we play a part in this redemption story. That we play a part in carrying the cross of Jesus Christ. God, I pray across this room we can pick up the cross. God, I pray that across this room we can pick up the cross of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for for anyone who may have never picked up the cross. They may have never recognized what you accomplished through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But the reality that through that cross, the, the power of sin was broken in my life. That the wages of sin, it was death. But the gift of God was eternal life that was revealed through the cross. As he was the atonement, as he was the sacrifice, the price that was paid so that I could be forgiven. If you've never picked up that cross, I pray that today you would pick up the cross of Jesus Christ. If you recognize the cross and salvation, I pray today you would recognize the burden of the cross in your life. The part that he has written for you. And as we spend time in worship today, that you would respond to the Spirit of God and pick up the cross. With purpose. With burden. Privilege to be a part of his story. In Jesus' name. Does it mean it's in a chorus? These crosses are kind of all over the place up here. I encourage you to respond. If you need someone to pray with you still, you say, Pastor, I still need someone to stand with me. I'm here to stand with you. I'm here to pray with you. I'll move over to this side where the crosses are all over the place. We can respond to the word of God. Amen. You, Simon, you carried his cross. Easter in quotes. 
Simon from Simon. Speak to our lives. To proper hands. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he turn his face towards you and grant you his peace. May you carry his cross. Amen? Be blessed.